0: All right, guys. Coach Caleb here with Lymphic Coaching. Here with Matt Donovan. Here, and uh, man, we're excited today. To jump into our topic. We're talking about different nutritional needs or diets for different goals. Uh, we've been getting a lot of questions about this recently, and uh, we want to help create a little bit more clarity on how your diet might need to look differently depending on what your goals are, what your needs are, what your body type is, and what type of training you're doing. So, uh, man, this. This will be fun to talk around different body types and goals. I hope this benefits you guys as you listen. So let's get jump in on this topic. Okay, so we're talking about nutrition for different goals. Okay, so let's let's think about. What kind of goals would someone come to us for or why would someone uh, like come to a coach for a specific outcome that they want? What, what kind of goals people ask about normally?
1: Yeah, a lot of people, um, they either want to gain or lose weight. So whether that's building muscle or losing fat or a combination of both, uh, that's probably one of the biggest ones. Um, and then another one would just be building strength um so being able to um yeah just move more weight in the gym whether that's for a sport or um just because you enjoy it um that's Mm -hmm. those are probably the biggest three in my mind but are there any others that you'd think of
0: and i like that you uh you kind of addressed sort of you sort of translated what gain or lose weight is that might be what people generally say first but really you kind of got to dig a little deeper to see like what is your actual goal you know Um, Some people might want to just lose body fat, you know, but not lose any strength or anything. Um, So they essentially just want to get leaner. Some people might want to gain muscle, which means they want to increase size and strength. Um, And they may or may not care about what their body fat is. (laughs) Some people may want to change their body composition, which means they want to gain some strength and lose some fat at the same time. Uh, Or some people might just want to be more functional, you know. They might want to just be stronger, move better, like not have as many physical challenges as they go throughout their day-to-day tasks. Um, and then there's a more specific goal of you know, athletic performance, which really tailors to the sport or the type of person playing that sport. Um, so with those different goals, I feel like we can kind of attack those kind of one by one uh, with different people and situations and training types and everything. Um, with uh, let's let's consider someone who just wants to lose body fat so they might say you want to lose weight you know but that's i mean i hope that as as you guys listen to this you kind of uh, get an idea like like weight is not the the big idea it's like let's get outside of that let's consider the other challenges that are making these struggles hard so let's let's consider someone who wants to get leaner they want to lose some body fat what type of diet or what are the ultimate needs to meet that kind of outcome goal?
1: Yeah, the primary thing, primary thing would just be um, you need to be in a calorie deficit. Mm. So that means that your body is going to be burning and using more energy than what you're taking in. Mm. Um, that's the, the baseline. And so there are a lot of different things that go into that with how fast your metabolism is going and what workouts you're doing and obviously what you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but that deficit or surplus um, wherever you're at on that scale consistently is going to really determine which way you go.
0: Yeah. So ultimately the the way to, to burn some fat, um, to, to the point that you get leaner, uh, you need to have a deficit in what you're burning throughout the day through what your normal resting metabolism is, like what you're doing without any exercise and what you do with whatever activity you're doing, whether that's intentional exercise or just the regular movement you do throughout the day. Um, So what does it look like to create a safe calorie deficit?
1: Yeah, I think, so we talked a little bit about your metabolism plays a big part of that. And so if you completely just cut out the amount of calories, like drastically cut them back um, all at once your metabolism is going to start to slow down because it realizes that this may be what we get. Like this may be all we have to work with going forward. And so it'll slow down and try to conserve and make what it has last as long as it can. And so um, you don't really want to drastically like try to lose five pounds a week or something like that. You want to just, it's okay if your progress is slow and methodical and that's going to really lead to you're having better nutrition habits for the long run, anyway. If mm-hmm. your progress is slow and um, just willing, you're willing to be consistent with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I mean, like be said there about like if you're losing too much weight in a given week, that might mean your deficits a little bit too much. Um, especially when you first start out, you might lose you know at least a couple of pounds a week, and that's totally safe. If you're losing more than that, then you might be losing more than just fat or you might be losing a little bit of muscle mass or it might just be a lot of water weight depending mm-hmm. on what your diet is. especially if you're trying to like say for example if you're trying to reduce the amount of carbs you're eating uh carbs are stored in our body with water so if you're having less carbs you're going to lose some of that body water and so uh that ends up you know you quickly lose some weight there so you might have these massive weight fluctuations d- depending on what your carb intake is which is Totally normal. You know? Right, which is, which is why it's
1: important to track it over the long run, right? Yeah. If we if we work really hard for a week and we're strict and we see great change, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe next week we'll add a little bit of that water back in. And so yeah. it's, it's okay to see fluctuations, like you said.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I guess something to be really careful with that is uh, don't overly restrict your food. Uh, Like, a really common thing is people will, like, suddenly really increase their exercise. Like, they'll start some new workout program, join some new gym, sign up for a marathon, whatever that is. Um, They start training really hard. So their exercise volume shoots up real quick, and they limit themselves a lot in what they eat. And so this kind of creates this sudden shock to our system, uh, which not only does that can that sort of shock our metabolism, but it can also sort of shock our emotions and our <laughs> hormones, and uh, kind of takes us on a mental roller coaster a little bit too. Because like by suddenly doing this physical challenge and limiting what I eat, suddenly I feel incredibly restricted. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like I had to be super disciplined with getting all this exercise in, and I had to be super disciplined with my nutrition, and that can sometimes lead to sort of a a burnout. You're like, man, I can't sustain this. And so you start making compromises and then you end up back to where you started.
1: Right. I think that's uh, one of the great reasons why we use, like we encourage people to eat a lot of the good things. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily be super restrictive, but you can eat more of great things like fruits and vegetables and just, then just scale back on the other things that aren't going to help you.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a big thing that we try to do is just build some of those habits and skills. Like if you add in some of these good things, you'll have less room in your stomach and on your plate for other things that may have lesser nutritional value.
1: Right. Absolutely. So uh, a lot of people when they're, you know, maybe first starting out trying to lose fat, they'll maybe go toward like a steady state cardio machine. Maybe it's a treadmill or actually running outside or um, biking or different things like that. Um, what's your opinion on that versus something that's going to be more high intensity for a shorter amount of time? Which one would be more effective?
0: Well, it depends. Um, depends on what you like, what you're capable of, what's your starting point. Um, if your starting point is like you haven't done exercise ever, it might be a good starting point. You know, just hop on something that allows you to build sort of an aerobic base, um, or if uh, you're trying to work in a lot of weight training and you just can't, you know, sustain that every day, neither can I. <laughs> um, you know, there might be some days where you need to dial back the weight training and you need to do a little bit, you know, just get on something to gets you moving that day. So it can be a great active recovery or something that kind of builds a different area of fitness for you that kind of gives a good stimulant to your system to keep adapting, to keep uh Working on that metabolism, keeping it high, so you're burning things off. Um, But that steady state, cardio, being on a bike or a machine or going out for a walk, you know, where uh, you're just kind of doing the same speed for a long time, uh, it is completely true that your body's preferred energy source is going to be fat for that exercise session. But your body's preferred energy source all day long while you're sitting around is fat also. How's that going for you? You know, so ask yourself that question. But uh, to increase that resting metabolism when you're doing nothing, doing things uh, that's going to have a little bit higher intensity is going to challenge your body to use more muscle fibers. If you're doing a steady state thing where you're doing set one speed and maintaining it, your body is going to adapt to that to where it has to use the least amount of effort and muscle that it can. And so sacrifice other things so that it can do. That work with the least amount of effort Mm -hmm. Uh, and so by doing things that challenge you with a little bit higher intensity that's going to challenge your muscles to adapt it's going to challenge your metabolism to adapt so that actually increases your overall resting metabolism right after that workout and sometimes for days after that uh, it'll be higher as your body uh, recovers repairs and adapts so I To answer that question, you know, depending on the person, it might be a little bit of both. You know, if you love weight training, yeah, do weight training, but add in a little bit of that cardio in there to keep yourself moving, to keep the blood flowing, recovering, uh, work on that different area of fitness to maybe even work up to a whole nother different level of fitness or uh, physique that you want. Um, And if you're a runner and you don't like to lift a single weight then maybe consider getting some resistance training in there to give your body a different sort of challenge a different thing to adapt to and so that can actually help you get to a different state of leanness that you want to lose from that body fat if you've been doing the same routine again and again and again and it's not working for you there's a reason because your body's gotten used to it
1: mhm absolutely yeah so on the opposite side of the spectrum um, some people are going to try to build muscle or gain uh, weight and mass. Um, so what would people have to do for that nutritionally? What would look different?
0: Yeah, so it's the complete opposite of uh, losing body fat where you need a calorie deficit. When you want to put on mass, you need a calorie surplus. Uh, that means you need to eat more calories than you are using or burning. Um, and so that ends up basically meaning you've got to eat more. <laughs> <laughs> and so for some people that's easier than others um and so it, it doesn't have to be drastic if you have a massive calorie surplus um and you're, you're not matching that with your physical activity then you're just going to put on body fat you know it's like the classic sort of bulking phase uh, that was there in bodybuilding does it work yes if you have enough of a training volume um if you're trying to bulk up uh but it can create some nasty food habits and some difficulty getting lean back down for a lot of people. And it can be a huge stressor on your heart and your metabolism. When you go through bulking and cutting phases. So the more, uh, sustainable thing to do nowadays is just to add a few hundred extra calories and add three to 500 extra calories and play the long game. I understand that it takes longer to build muscle than it does to add fat <laughs> or lose fat. And so, um, you know, you need to play more of the long games, talk about month to month rather than week to week as far as adding muscle. Um, and you'll need to, uh, you know, f- find ways that you can build in. So it, it could be just adding um, a little bit extra protein or a little bit of extra carbs or fat to each meal. Or it could be as simple as just add a, a shake with a lot of stuff in it um, once a day after post-workout. That could be all you need to add a little bit of a calorie surplus Uh, But if if you're increasing your training volume as well, then you'll have to even add more calories to what you're already at.
1: Right. Is there like one of those macronutrients, protein, fats, or carbohydrates that someone who's trying to build muscle should prioritize?
0: Uh, Well, you want to prioritize getting enough protein uh, because those are building blocks of laying down more muscle. Um, But also you need to have the energy to be able to perform the work you need to do so if someone's trying to put on muscle more than likely they're going to increase their training volume in some shape or form um, and so you'll need to have enough protein to support that adaptation to that exercise but you'll also need extra calories or extra energy in the form of carbs or fats uh, to be able to give your body permission to build itself bigger Does mm-hmm. that make sense yeah
1: absolutely you,
0: you don't want your body to feel that it's
1: you know at a deficit or burning too much because then it's not going to, it's not going to change. It's going to try to just maintain what it can. And, yeah. um, your body is very interested in playing the long game. Also it's, it's interested in survival. Yeah. So, um, it's not going to focus on building muscle if it doesn't think it has enough calories for tomorrow.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And you kind of be careful a little bit when you're trying to put on a lot of muscle. Cause you know, you can get excited and you can be eating a lot of food and it's easy to eat a lot of trash. <laughs> Uh, because you're like, man, I, I've got to, I got I to gotta put on, I got to bulk up. I'm just going to go get some burgers. You know, I'm going to have like this calorie bomb, you know, it's where you end up eating three times as much as you actually need <laughs> with fast food. And fast food is, is pretty tricky because, uh, it, you can consume a lot of calories in a little time and it goes down way too easy. <laughs> um, and it tastes so good. They, I mean, they study this stuff to make sure you eat more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then you don't realize it until later when you're like, whoa, I'm full, or whoa, I don't look the way I want to. Um, so having those whole foods, ones that are uh, not highly processed are still going to be important whenever you're trying to bulk bulk up, trying to add on some muscle while also not getting too overweight.
1: Mm-hmm. You mentioned that um, building muscle will be slower than losing fat, and so... People losing fat could, you know, potentially lose one to two pounds a week, especially Mm -hmm. near the beginning. Um, But people building muscle, um, of course, it'll be different depending on how long they've been training and how long they've been working out. But what's like a reasonable rate for someone that um, maybe is, maybe let's do a beginner and someone that's trained for a little while. What would they, what could they
0: expect? Uh, It can kind of depend on your body type and and like you said, your training age. Um, So someone's, let's say someone's a total beginner. And they're, they're someone who kind of has a natural build to themselves, uh, naturally kind of broad shoulders, relatively lean, um, but wants to add some muscle. Um, and, uh, it, you know, they could realistically add, you know, a few pounds a month, um, if their calorie surplus is right of muscle, that's definitely going to decrease over time. As your training age increases, the training age is basically just how long have you been intentionally training? Um, how long have you been working out? The longer you do that, the harder it is to add muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, someone like myself, like I've been training since I was 13 years old. <laughs> and uh, and so it's been a long time. Uh, I'm not going to say how old I am, but uh, <laughs> but I've been training a long time. So it takes a lot more effort for me to add muscle than it does for someone who's working out for the first time. And so, uh, and let's say it's someone who's naturally really skinny, you're going to have to find ways to eat your heart out because your body is naturally bent on staying skinny. Um, and so that means you're going to, you know, and usually someone who's naturally thin is not going to have as big of an appetite, um, especially for the protein dense foods or, or foods that will be, you know, have a higher amount of calorie per serving, which usually has a little bit higher fat. Um, someone who is naturally thin might get full way too fast off those foods and so they struggle to get enough calories in all day even though they feel like they're eating a lot but in the grand scheme of things uh, you might have to have a bunch of small meals throughout the day if you're thin and you're trying to put on muscle um, and then uh, someone who is naturally you know, built like a power lifter uh, big bone, really broad loves to not move a whole lot um, maybe a little round Uh, trying to put on some muscle and strength Um, that person really uh, you just need to meet your protein need um, and really eat to the point that you're full but not too full don't worry about like you will get stronger (laughs) Um, and so someone who's you call it um, man an endomorph Um, and so an endomorph someone who's naturally a bit rounder bigger Um, Won't have to work as hard to add muscle uh, as someone who is thin. Right.
1: Yeah. So we talked a little bit about um, people who maybe also just want to be stronger Mm -hmm. or just more functional. So these people aren't really in either camp of wanting to lose fat or build muscle. Like they're, they're all right with their body composition and their weight. Um, And so these people are just trying to just be healthier and live better lives. And so, Mm -hmm. um, of course, we want to be, Seeing them eat like Whole Foods and um, just healthier things like that, but um, is there anything that you would say to people like that um, nutritionally as they're trying to reach their goals, or um, anything they should consider?
0: Someone's trying to build muscle.
1: Yeah, someone is trying to get stronger um, or just be more functional.
0: Yeah, I mean, someone's trying to be more functional is like you want to really just eat till you're satisfied. You know, someone that. You, you, you want to get stronger, then you want to you want to prioritize your protein because uh, that's really going to support uh, the training that you do and eat, eat enough fats and carbs according to your preferences to, to help you feel full and feel like you have the energy to perform. Um, some people, according to their culture or their habits, they might prefer a little bit more fats over carbs or, the, or vice versa. Um, and so uh, you, you want to eat to support who you are. You know, if you feel like you're getting a little bit pudgy, then, you know, eat a little bit less uh, carbs and fats. If you're, if you want to get a little bit bigger than you are, be a little bit more muscular. If you feel like you need a little more energy for your training, then eat a little bit more. Um, but the protein kind of ends up being the the main thing that stays there. But yeah, of course, whole foods. and. Uh, but for someone who's really trying to increase their functionality or someone who, especially as we get older, we kind of got to watch our food choices a little bit more. We want to Try to minimize the acidic foods. You know stuff that is really processed, or too like way too much spice, or uh, drinking way too much caffeine, or something like that. Things that are or uh, called omega sixes, which is mostly from highly processed foods or uh, fast foods and stuff like that, um, hydrogenated oils, uh, things like that. And so we want to decrease our inflammation as much as we can uh, by limiting those types of foods and having more whole foods. Um, and like, I definitely am a proponent of omega-3 fatty acids. You get that from fish or fish oil. Um, you can even get it from eggs. And so, um, that's going to be something that really helps you keep your inflammation low as you're working on your functionality. But, um, you got to determine like what do you mean by functionality do you mean like you need to get stronger um is that going to help you function better or is it a mobility issue and that would mean that you just as part of your training regimen you got to budget in time to work on whatever your limitations are on a day-to-day basis i mean seven days a week even if it's just 10 minutes or less a day like choose one thing that's going to help you improve those weaknesses and and work on that every day Mm mm-hmm so, I mean, that's the functionality, but like body composition is one of those things kind of in the middle. Um, and I want to dive into this a little bit because it's a, it can be a little, an interesting one. Uh, someone who wants to get stronger and lose fat at the same time. How do we address that?
1: Yeah, I think that um, for a lot of people, this is something that they want to do. Um, but the truth is, it's really difficult to do it effectively yeah (laughs) so if you're going to decrease in weight um by losing fat your strength numbers likely will go down Mm -hmm. um and so i mean there's if you are on like connected to any influencers on social media or anything they'll always talk about how how they did that perfectly how they lost fat leaned out and got super strong all at the same time and you know for most people that's just not really going to happen um but i think it's similar to what we've been talking about if you're training consistently um just trying to eat clean um prioritizing your protein um are going to be really helpful um to help you maintain any strength um but just manage your expectations with that one it's a yeah. it's a difficult one for sure
0: yeah yeah so really essentially like if you think calorie wise the only difference between trying to lose weight and change your body composition it's just a couple hundred calories let's say you want it to just lose weight only. You want to just reduce body fat. You don't care about where your strength goes. Um, You might have, say, like a 500 calorie deficit, something like that, just for example. Um, If you want to change your body composition, then you're gonna have a smaller deficit, let's say 300. So you still have enough energy to lay down some muscle and perform better whenever you're trying to train. Uh, But the caveat is that this, Goal typically works for someone who has a lower training age. Someone who has never trained consistently or at a uh, significant intensity for a long period of time. Or someone who's like really detrained, like got way out of shape and now they're ready to get back in shape. Um, That training age kind of matters more where you can get more of an effect. Because that body composition changes the most within the first few months. Of a, of a new program and so outside of that um as you get deeper into you guys you're more consistent over a longer period of time you're really going to just have waves of like all right i'm going to prioritize strength i want to lay down some more muscle or some lean mass and so that that increases my overall metabolism and so I, I need to eat enough to do that and then now i might go through a phase where it's like okay I, i'm i'm a little bit beat up Maybe like I've been training super hard. I'm going to dial it back a little bit. I'm going to work a little bit more on my conditioning. And I'm just going to have a calorie deficit, see if I can get leaner. My strength is not going to reduce that much over like a few month period. Um, if you want to check that out, I'd like to listen to our uh, previous podcast about how how little you can do to actually maintain your strength for a few months. Uh, it's pretty amazing. but. Yeah. So with changing our body composition, composition, if you know, taking the long game, you just got to be willing to kind of ride the waves. You know, if you're ready to train hard and lay down some muscles, do that. If you want to do a calorie deficit for short times, do that. But you kind of got to ride the waves. And as we keep training consistently over time, um, we, as we, and as we age, we'll have to, you know, listen to our body and do what we can and be okay with the process.
1: Right. I think a lot of people just aren't very patient. Mm -hmm. Um, they want, they want to be like, you know, super lean and super strong next Mm -hmm. week. Um, but you know, do you want to be that way for that next month or do you want to be that way for years and years and be healthy and functional for years? And so, um, you know, building that foundation for a long time is going to help it stick around for a long time too. Mm -hmm. Um, so just being willing to, like you said, ride the waves and, um, you know, at different times, different goals are going to um, be prioritized. So mm-hmm. it's being patient. It's great, great advice.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the, the last kind of outcome that we, we've we mentioned is more of on the line of performance, athletic performance. And just know that nutrition-wise, um, that one is much more energy-dependent. Like, you, you have to have the energy to perform. Like, we've worked with a lot of athletes over the years who come to us and they were like, man, I I don't feel like I'm performing at my best or my body feels broken. And one of the first things we see is they're under eating. Um, and know that, I mean, every athlete is also a normal person. Uh, and so we all deal with our own, uh, emotions with food, emotional ties to food our insecurities with how we look and everything. Um, and so every athlete is still a person, but they have specific goals because they have to perform for a competition. And so because of that, yeah, the, the calories are very important to meet the target to meet the demand of their sport. Um, in some sports, you need to be leaner than others. Uh, some sports, you got to be huge and massive, uh, super strong. And so according to the training need, you ha- you got to adjust the, uh, the diet plan. And that might even, even be in phases depending on the competition period. And so that, that's where you kind of fall back on the things that we previously talked about in order to meet those outcome goals.
1: Right. I mean, a lot of these athletes have, um, on like a season and an off season. Mm-hmm. And so they may look completely different as far as what they're prioritizing. So
0: yeah. And, and a lot of athletes underestimate how much they actually have to eat, especially if you're practicing for, you know, three or more hours a day, you have multiple training sessions a day, you're doing weight training plus your sport practice, you're burning way more calories than you think. And so you got to eat more than you can find ways to get those calories in. So and that might actually end up getting you leaner, <laughs> uh, surprisingly enough, because uh, you just gave your body permission to not have to try to survive. Mm-hmm. So
1: Yeah, your body would be more willing to burn those extra calories if mm-hmm. it knows that there are more coming. There's mm-hmm. no shortage. So
0: yeah, Fascinating topics. Uh, but I hope this was beneficial for you guys today. We want to dive into different outcomes and different goals. And I hope that as you listen today, you get to learn a little bit more about your body, your goals that you truly want. And it gives you a little bit more clarity on how you can begin to attack those. And if you want any help with that, totally reach out to us. Go to linfit.com and shoot us a message. Um, We'd love to work with you, uh, whether that be the nutrition and lifestyle habits that you need to get in place in order to make progress um, or even change your relationship with food or be at the training where, man, we've actually, uh, we're really excited with our online coaching process right now, the way that we're building that out. We're even adding a different priority of, you know, We had that opportunity to do video submission and um, assessment of your different exercises as you submit videos on our app that we use. And so we can actually give you feedback on on your different exercises to help you better understand how to move. And so it becomes a lot more of a coaching process. And that's why I call it lymphic coaching. It's not just writing programs, but it's about actually coaching you and helping you have better confidence in your performance and your outcomes that you want. So thanks for tuning in today, guys. We'll catch you on the next one.